Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome into Coffee Break. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. The show brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David F. Versant, 459-8565. And Tyler Ream, our guest this morning. We're running out of time to chat with him since he's moving on. He, of course, the superintendent of Helena Public Schools for a few more months. Tyler, thanks for taking time. Good morning. Thank you for the uh, the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah, we are hoping to uh, we are, we are hoping for a a, a double header today with with you and uh, your uh, the, the guy that's going to be taking over your office space there with Rex. But uh, he's he's got school stuff to take care of. You obviously you have nothing to do this morning. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's got a little little thing he's working through uh, at his school this morning, and. Um, so you, yeah, you're stuck with me, but uh, we'll definitely get him get him involved uh, next next month for sure. Well, pretty soon, he's not going to have a choice. I'm going to be bugging him anyway. Um, you know, as things wind down, though, Tyler, they, I mean, do they do they feel like they're winding down for you? I, it's not like you've really had time to to pause all that much. No, not at all. Um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to work alongside Rex. Um, it, it's a process, right? So he's he's kind of. I wouldn't say it's exiting, right, but he's definitely transitioning, um, you know, still kind of one foot in the door at Rossiter, loves Rossiter, loves the, um, the students, the, the families and the staff. And so he wants to, to do a really good uh, job for them and, and helping transition, um, you know, the, the interim um, administrator that is over there. And so trying to be the support in that regard, but also, um, you know, really setting up for for next year and and planning for the summertime and so he's been really involved in that and that's a that's a wonderful thing i think it is it's great to be um, thinking about summer and next year and having a very different experience than we had this year yeah tyler ream with us this morning helena public school superintendent when is your official last day tyler um you know technically by contract it's june 30 um you know, we'll, we'll figure out whether or not it's, it's going to be June mm-hmm. 30. Um, you know, I've got, uh, family needs and things like that, that, that I'm going to need to take care of as well. Um, so it's making sure that I don't drop any balls here. Um, and that I do everything that I can to, to help Rex, um, with the transition, but I, I also have to, to think through my family's needs as well. Sure. Well, I mean, the, the, the question that I have to ask, you know, it's coming, so we'll just get straight to it. What are you doing next, Tyler? Yeah, so we, we're still <laughs> in the process. You know I've got to ask. You know, con- yeah, considering um, a couple of options, right? I mean, a couple of options, you know, and it, some of them are um, aligned with kind of what I've done across my career. Some of them are a dramatic departure away from that. And so um, I wish in, in m- many ways that I had – um, more mental space to, to mm-hmm. really kind of think through those because it feels like a really big decision for my family. Um, and as you know, this year hasn't provided a lot of m- mental space. Um, and so I, I think we're, I'm still, you know, candidly struggling through that and, and trying to figure out what the, what the best thing is uh, for my family. And I had a, a colleague that I trust um, who gave me some wonderful advice months and months ago. Um, he talked about kind of the first half of your career and then the second half of your career um, and gave me a challenge. 
in that second half that I think was brilliant advice, but it's sometimes the brilliant advice is the harder mm-hmm. advice to follow. And so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do my best in, in that regard, uh, knowing that, you know, my wife and kids are um, pretty anxious about, you know, what those next steps are going to look like. Yeah, I know I'm not the only one asking you that question. So I guess I don't feel quite so bad that, you know, your wife's asking you the same thing every day too. So I'm, I'm in good company. She's, she's been uh, an absolute uh, saint in terms of her patience and, and her understanding. Um, you know, I think we all knew that this year was going to be a challenge. I think um, going into the year, I knew it was going to be a challenge. I didn't, I didn't expect that it would have this many iterations, this mm-hmm. many nuances, this many um, kind of COVID-related things that would pop up, changes in guidance. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of been what's coming around the corner next has kind of been this, um, you know, thing in my mind as, as the year has rolled along. Yeah, it's just you're, you're constantly edge of your seat waiting for the the next thing but there's plenty to focus on right now i mean graduation one of those things uh last year of course it was so much different but you recently announced plans for graduation this year and they seem a lot more normal can you you explain to folks what graduation is going to look like this year yeah that one's a really good one right i mean it felt so good to just talk about graduation and talk about doing something that that is more normal than last year last year um, was you know it feels like it was you know 15 years ago um, in some ways but you know we were we were dealing with very much a, a novel virus we didn't know anything about it and um, we really asked permission at that time to I I think hold the probably the largest public gathering in Lewis and Clark County in the last I would say 14 months um, same is true this time around except for you know, we're a year deeper into the knowledge as to what this virus is and how it transmits. And so that allows us to do some things that are, are different than last year, including expand capacity. So um, we're very thankful for our partners at Carroll College. They provide us the ability to use Nelson Stadium, which really is capacity that we wouldn't have. If we tried to hold this over at Vigilante, um, you know, we wouldn't have near the capacity. So. Uh, to be able to do it over there at Carroll College, um, and and right now we're looking at about ten tickets per graduate. Last year it was two. Um, you know we're looking at the first weekend in June. Um, both days would include outdoor ceremonies. On Friday afternoon, uh, we would celebrate the class of 2021 with Access to Success, uh, which is a, a program school in conjunction with Helena College, uh, and then PAL. Um, uh, would would also graduate. I think they've got the later afternoon uh, time slot. Those those two make me a little nervous because in June, um, one of our weather threats obviously is, is, is thunderstorms in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I think last year we got Powell's graduation in literally between two cells of thunderstorms. Um, and then the next morning we've got um, – I believe it's Capitol High School is the morning slot and Helena High School after is the afternoon slot. Um, you know, I know that we sent out something that talked about backup dates. We really, really, that's like the absolute worst case um, thunderbolts every 30 minutes, um, which I don't think is going to happen. We do everything within our power to 
actually do graduation on the scheduled date. So um, we may have to adjust times based on the weather, um, but we we will not adjust the date unless there's just something that is disastrous that has occurred. Right. Um, and I, I think the I think if I remember correctly, or rumor has it the um, the airport actually um, is resurfacing. Um, starting the following week, so right. that would make it even more difficult. Yeah, well, and we're we're going to have a big crowd. We're going to have a, a great atmosphere, and I mean, it, like you said, it, it had to be great for you to be able to make those calls and make them feeling comfortable about it. Very much so. I mean, to be able to, you know, last year our our students and parents were amazing, um, but we wore, you know, we wore masks the entire time, and and rightfully so. Um, this year we'll be able to, you know, distance and have a, a processional in the pomp and circumstance, and and we'll be outdoors so that you know students will. We're only we're asking folks to mask when they're in congested spaces, public restrooms, things like that. Um, but once they're seated and they're distanced, um, you know, the ability to take off their mask and and really feel like it's a, a normal graduation. Have the band there um, to be able to have the choir. Um, that's going to feel really good, um, and I think, um, you know, with all due respect to the class of 2020, I don't think anybody deserves it more than the class of 2021. Yeah, well, and there will be a junior and senior prom as well. That's something I know being done not, you know, as a district event, but I, I know as the superintendent, you've got to be pleased to see that coming together out at the fairgrounds. I am super excited with that and very, very thankful. There is a wonderful group of parents um, that quite honestly came forward and said, um, "Hey, what if we did it at the fairgrounds? And what if we what if we took it this year?" And no one from a school standpoint argued that. Um, we were trying to figure out what exactly prom was going to look like. We were at, talking to other districts and trying to figure out what their models for prom were. And um, you know, obviously, the fairgrounds provide a, a very large space for uh, prom to occur. And um, just really thankful for the the parents that, that came forward and, and made that offer this year. It uh, it took a lot off of the school shoulders. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's happening uh, for folks that are going, wait, what, what is this? If you've missed it, May 14th uh, from seven thirty to 1130 PM reservations are, are open now uh, for juniors and seniors. You just have to uh, email the folks out at the fairgrounds. If you get on their, uh, their Facebook page, all the information would be there. Uh, it's, it's for you and a guest. They just need your name. And if you're bringing a date, their name as well, um, you, you need to print out. The, it's a ticket. It's a free ticket, but you need to print it out. You have to have a, a paper ticket to get in the door. But all that information, once again, uh, you can probably head over to the uh, the fairgrounds uh, Facebook page or shoot me an email, TroyMontanaRadio.com, and I can pass along uh, any information that I have as well. So uh, we're chatting this morning with Tyler Ream, Helena Public School Superintendent, and we do have to take a break at some point. So we'll go ahead and we'll do that now. We'll give Tyler a break, and then we'll come back and chat more after this. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. 
In today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Coffee Break brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. We've got Tyler Ream on the phone this morning, the superintendent of Helena Public Schools, at least until June 30th. Tyler, thanks for hanging out with us. My pleasure. Thank you again. Yeah, I mean, we chatted, uh, you and I, over the weekend on the uh, the masking policy, but I guess maybe some have not maybe heard that on yesterday's news. Uh, you decided in the district to get rid of the requirements when outside, right? Uh, can you touch on that a little bit? Certainly. So there's a masking policy in relation to masking that's required on our campuses. For most of this year, we have had masking um, really as a universal practice from kind of the moment that you, you step on campus. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's a little different than let's just say you're going to the grocery store, right, where uh, you're walking through the, the parking lot and you may have your mask in hand. Um, you know, when our students have been out at recess and, and in other places, they've, they've largely um, worn their masks. Um, and, and it's been interesting to talk to I think we might have just lost Tyler. The gremlins have arrived. <laughs> oh, it gets us all the time. So I'm going to sit here and uh, I'm just going to talk while I call Tyler. And he realizes that he's now talking to himself. And we're going to do the whole uh, speakerphone, cell phone on the radio thing. We'll see. See if it, you get a busy signal yeah, because he's still talking to himself. Yeah, it's ringing. So uh, we're going to see what's going on. Apologies for uh, losing Tyler. And and it went to his voicemail. So uh, we'll see what's going on there. We're talking with Tyler Reem this morning, or we were talking with Tyler Reem. Uh, he is the Helena Public School superintendent. And uh, I'm going to do what we call filling here for uh, just a minute. We're going to see if he realizes... Or maybe his phone, he lost uh, He lost his signal. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, they got rid of the uh, the masking mandate uh, in the school district for when folks are outside. It's still, it still applies when they're inside in the building, all that. But outside, especially for events when they're talking about stuff like uh, spring sports. So, you know, track, that sort of thing. They're not going to have to deal with the masks. Tyler? No, that's all right. Yeah, I'm going to put you back on speakerphone. I, I've just been uh, I've been filling for us here. Um, okay, it, it's probably our phones. Every once in a while, our phones. It's internet based phones, and now with the entire city, all the government officials, everybody on uh, working from home, all that. It seems like right about this time, everybody logs onto the computer, and every <laughs> once in a while, it it, uh, it kicks our phones. Off. I guess we don't rate quite as high as uh, state officials, maybe. Well, I, I I don't know how far into that answer I got. Uh, barely, Tyler. Just barely. barely. Okay, <laughs> then I'll kind of start. I'll kind of start over from from the beginning there. So uh, we were talking a little bit about we have we've had a policy that really requires masking on campus, and and aside from you know various activities, whether it be um, you know eating or 
um, having certain medical needs um, or, uh, you know, even, you know, with a, say, physical exertion um, or strenuous physical exercise, um, we've, we've largely been universally masked for a majority of this year. We were really looking for what does research say around, um, at this point, with rates being what they are, uh, what is the, uh, you know, general concern in terms of, and, and what are those recommendations in relation to masking outdoors? Um, and I was saying, you know, when you're, when you're going into the grocery store, for example, you know, some people will put their masks on it and walk in, in across the parking lot. Others will, will largely hold it. But, um, but, but, you know, there's nobody in the grocery store parking lot saying, Hey, need you to wear a mask in the parking lot, you know, or in a park or walking down the street, et cetera. Um, and so we were really seeking to understand what the guidance says, um, what is the, the risk of transmission. And, and there's, a, there's a big need associated with, you know, quite honestly, as we get into the spring, um, our activity level goes up quite a bit. Um, and so our students are going to, um, during the wintertime, when they're in snow pants and snow boots, um, you don't see quite the physical exertion, but once, you know, the snow melts and I know we just got another round yesterday, but once this melts, you, you really start to see, you know, the soccer games, the football games, um, relay races, whatever it may be at recess. And so, um, a lot of students do go out for recess as we want them to, and really do, um, physically exercise. And so the question was, is, is that a risk to students? And so, we looked at the guidance, we looked through a lot of sources of guidance, including what other states have recommended. Um, there's really not a consensus at all. The CDC um, specifically has something that says that students at recess are in physical education. They say that masks may be considered. Um, and and so in talking through, um, you know, the, this guidance, um, working with, um, you know, local health professionals, they really stress that when students are, are outdoors, um, the risk is pretty minimal um, in most recess activities. Um, and so if students are, you know, again, running around, um, chances are that they're not in a place where that virus transmission is, is very high. Mm-hmm. And so we really wanted to move it from a mandatory down to an optional. Um, and again, I think we're, we're taking steps towards, in many ways, what next year we hope will look like we're not fully in control of that. Um, but clearly the research suggests that virus transmission is much higher when you're in a closed space, um, and essentially sharing the same air versus, uh, being outdoors. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Reem is our guest this morning on coffee break, the superintendent of Helena public schools. And I know inside that's still happening. Uh, and at least at Capitol high, when I'm picking up my daughter from school, you see all those kids walk out those doors, masks on. They, I mean, uh, the, the students in the district really seem to have just latched on to the preventative measures that have been put in place. And uh, frankly, I think they're probably better about wearing uh, masks and dealing with them than, than probably most of us. I think they've done an absolutely amazing job. Um, I'm incredibly proud of of our students, of our employees, and, and, and our families because I think um, for everybody to to understand that, um, you know, that we had to work together in that regard. And so I'm incredibly proud of them. I also think it is, at least for the time being, it is it's a life skill um, in terms of knowing when you need to wear your mask and, and when you don't. Um, and you know, we're a year plus into this pandemic. Um, 
you know, I remember the first time I heard the word physical distancing or social distancing. I guess it was social distancing. And quite honestly, I didn't even know what it meant. Um, social distancing, what is that? Um, and, and now it's become such a factor in our lives. But it also has empowered us to be aware of, you know, some of the more simple precautions that we can take um, that just reduce the risk overall. And I think um, Helen has done a terrific job and I'm I'm pleased with where we're at right now. Yeah. Now, see, I understood that right away because when I'm out fishing, you know, I, I need you away from me. Like, I, I don't want to be fishing shoulder to shoulder. So, you know, I, I that's how I, you know. Oh, okay. So it's like when we're on the river. You need to be where I can go. I think there's somebody over there. Uh, yeah. Well, one thing we were concerned about, one thing we, uh, that was talked about when moving back to more in-person days was grades. I mean, kids were falling behind. They have they were struggling. Do we have any kind of indication of where we're at now on that line graph? I mean, can we tell? Can we know if uh, things are catching back up to where they should be? I, I don't. I guess I don't know how you necessarily track that metric. It's a hard metric to track because it changes in real time. It changes every single day. I think our schools. Um, did a terrific job of kind of, you know, looking in some ways at the school year, not as to try to be kind of semester agnostic at some point to say, okay, if you were progressing and you were here, what are the, the elements that you need in order to be able to finish? And I think that's our focus as we finish out the school year is to say, what does the student need, um, you know, to, to, to be able to be proficient or to be able to pass that class. And it might be for some students that that doesn't happen by the last day of school. And this is a different school year. And what we wanted to be able to do or what we're planning to be able to do is to say to them, don't worry about it. We can provide intercessions. We can provide credit recovery. It looks a little bit different. That doesn't restart you at the beginning of the class, but really focuses on what are the areas that you've mastered? What have you not mastered? And how do we help you go ahead and, and finish that class? And I think that's an important element um, and something that in some ways I hope will transcend this pandemic um, is the idea that, you know, this year is different, but in a, in a normal year, even, you're going to have students progress at different rates at different times. Um, and I think that is a human thing. I, you know, we don't expect all children to be the same height on the same day when they're 10 years old. Um, we don't look at somebody who's taller or shorter than the average um, and assume something um, in that regard. Um, I do think it, it, I've seen brilliant students that it takes them a little bit longer to get through algebra the first time. Um, and it doesn't mean that they're not going to do well in geometry or algebra too. It's just for whatever reason, the, you know, they, they, they struggled with a concept or something got in their way. And that's something that we're trying to do this year to make sure that we provide students continued opportunities um, through the semester and even beyond. So I think that met, that metric that you're you're talking about is going to be, I think, continually evolving even across the summertime. Yeah, we've got about three minutes left with Tyler Reem this morning, and I guess maybe Phil, that uh, touching sort of on that same vein, uh, you announced several weeks ago students are going to have some chances to complete classes, improve grades over the summer. Um, not necessarily summer school, but school continuing in the summer, right? It, it, what's going on with that? Yeah, so that's really the, the credit recovery option. Yeah. We've had credit recovery in the past, right? But again, it's the question of am I am I restarting my academic journey in this class or am I finishing my academic journey in this class? We really want to help folks 
um, finish that academic journey um, in, in, in a particular class. And so, again, taking a look at what they've mastered, what they haven't mastered, and being able to um, design an experience for the summer for them so that they can finish that. So they might not be looking at a summer school experience where they think of it in a traditional kind of four-week block or something like that. They may be able to finish um, in less time than that, or they may need more time, and we want to be able to provide them those opportunities. Yeah, I think it's interesting because there's sort of that uh, connotation to to summer school is, is, is punitive, right? And that's not at all what this is. And is it something that you think will potentially stick around? Maybe that's a question more for Rex and the school board in coming years, but in its design, is this something that you think um, not just strictly a response to COVID anymore? It's maybe we're going to change how we're looking at things in education. I hope so. And I, and, and I can't, like you said, I mean, specifically with Helen, I know what we're going to do this summer, but I think, I hope in, in terms of, um, in terms of, of education at large, that we kind of untangle this idea that everybody has to be at a, a designated place by a certain time. Um, again, some students master content faster than others, um, and, and that's not necessarily good nor bad. I don't think we should view it that way, but for so long we have viewed it that way. Um, and because of that, if I'm struggling with a concept in algebra and I'm not getting it the same rate that everybody else, um, you know, the, the effect could be that, that I don't feel like I'm smart or that I don't feel like I'm capable. And that's the wrong message. I think it, it is a healthy message to be able to say, um, you'll get it. You'll, you'll learn it. And we're going to stay with you until, until that, that point. So don't worry about it. Just do the best you can and, and we'll stay after it. Um, I think that's a really important outcome um, that, that could result from this pandemic is that we provide students with opportunities, digital opportunities that they probably have always needed. Yeah. I mean, ultimately this is uh, this is about helping students succeed. And, and just because it takes a few weeks longer, you know, that it, it's still success. I mean, success is success. So I, I think this is a, a great thing and, and it's not necessarily how we want the school year to go front to end, but I think uh, it's really, it's going pretty well when, when you take a step back and you look at the school year as a whole, this is about uh, as, as good as you, could have hoped for um tyler i i've got 40 seconds for you what do you want to say well i i i think i think you make a really good point uh, oftentimes in life when something is more challenging when you have to work harder for something and you don't get it right away when you do achieve it it means more um and i think that should be applied to to school as well or to classes as well um so that students don't think that something's wrong with them when they don't get it the first time um, that's actually a very healthy thing when you don't understand because you can learn more from what you don't understand than what you naturally seem to understand. And so um, I, I do hope it's something that, that we continue to evolve into um, school. Helena Public School Superintendent Tyler Rehm with us on Coffee Break. Apologies to Tyler and uh, to you for uh, the, the goof in the middle there with our phone lines. We got it sorted out, though, and we were able to chat with him. Tyler, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. That's all the time we got. We'll see you back here tomorrow. I'm Troy Shockley, and that's it for Coffee Break today. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. Head on over. Give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.